You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Yeah, because Again. you keep procrastinating. I got like 10 minutes. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Messy Podcast. We are back uh, after a long little break there again i'm so sorry that we keep having to do that but i was busy with work i mean not, we're not gonna make excuses i was i had work we had things going on we're here to record an episode and i'm not gonna say we're gonna record two episodes or we're gonna do what but we're gonna try to get back on a consistent schedule and make it good for you i got some major deja vu right now why because i say that every podcast uh-huh was that a joke or did you actually get deja vu no i didn't get deja vu. okay cool thanks that's funny um yeah you went to work and you were busy i was busy i I also work by the way but not like as hectic as mark's where do you where do you work what are you doing i can't oh wait we've already talked about i work at pcne what what were you gonna say you can't what does that mean well i didn't know if we talked about pcne on here we've literally talked about i don't remember we haven't recorded a podcast in like seven months no it's there was uh two weeks anyways i've been i've been working on a set that my friend got me on my friend shout out riz he got me on to a movie that was filming here in Atlanta. Did you sign a... an NDA? Yeah. No. Oh, so you can talk about it. I can talk about it. Nice. Except there was one scene that happened where they were very strict on no one sharing, but well, I don't think yeah. it was in the contract for you to... Don't, no one cares about spoilers, and frankly, not speaking for all the viewers out there, but most people aren't going to care about this movie. No. It's very, uh, very independent, very low budget. It was a, it's a film called Super Turnt. It's a sequel to the film Turnt that uh, I think it came out like a couple years ago or whatnot. It, ha- it stars Jamal Woodward, who played uh, Notorious. Oh no, I'm sorry, uh, Biggie Smalls in the movie Notorious. Notor- is that what it's? I think, I think it's, it's called. called Notorious B.I.G. or Notorious. I think it's just called Notorious. Oh. But he played he played Biggie Smalls in that movie. And it stars Tori Hart, uh, Kevin Hart's ex-wife, as like the uh, one of the other characters, and th- I think those are two of the biggest ones. It's pretty that's impressive. It. I mean, it's, that's okay. They're they're good people. I like them a lot. They're very nice. Yeah. Uh, so what did you do? I was a a best boy grip. What does that mean? Uh, it's a it's it basically means I'm the person rigging up all the uh, all the stands and. Uh, like you know, you put up lights on a set, and those lights go on specific things. You know, mm. whether it be like a little pin that goes on wood or something like that to rig for, on a wall, or whether it be a stand that goes up way high. You know, and uh, or a car mount. You know, you mount the camera on a vehicle. All things like that. I mean, since it was a small independent set, I was mostly. Uh, I guess you can call our positions. We were swinging. Which and then, which means like you're doing a bunch of different things. You're doing so you were electric swinger? and grip. Yeah, I was swinging, but uh, I think that's just because it wasn't a like a huge production. Yeah. Um. I mean, normally on on big like union productions, that's like the movies you see in theaters and stuff. Um, they'll have different groups. They'll have like grips, um, and then electrics. Yes. Um, and on smaller sets, they call them swings because they do both on big big stuff that won't happen grips aren't allowed to do electric stuff electric is not allowed to do no stuff yeah and usually the big uh projects are union gigs which basically means that everyone on there is in you know their respective union for that set which means like if you are grip you are grip 
You That's cannot it. touch anything uh, camera, anything like le- electrical that is specifically designed for people's jobs. And it's like that so that it's like that for safety reasons and for uh, efficiency. Efficiency, exactly. Yeah. Um, get things done. I always thought it was kind of stupid when I first found out that uh, grips couldn't do electric stuff and electric couldn't do grips on union stuff. I was like, it wouldn't yeah. make it more simple to be able to set everything up at once because you're setting up two parts of the same thing mm-hmm. when it comes to lighting. Yeah. Um. So I was always like very much against that. But it yeah. makes a lot more sense now because when you're working on such a big shoot, everyone has a game plan and everyone knows exactly what they're supposed to be doing for the most part on bigger stuff. So, I mean, it makes a lot of sense when everyone is on the same page in the respective unions and doing their their thing to accomplish one major goal. I think if you were to combine stuff on smaller sets, I think that's great because that in on a smaller set, it's definitely more efficient. But on bigger sets, um, it, people be tripping over each other. You know, yeah, people wouldn't be on the same page. Yep, exactly. And uh, I could I definitely felt it when I was on this set. Because uh, we had four people in basically my department doing all grip and all electric stuff, lighting. It was just four of us. Yeah. So it was it, at times it got pretty hectic. You know, they imagine. they give us thirty minutes. They they were because we were super behind on every scene, everything. Camera was not doing their job. I mean, should you be bad mouthing this? Uh, at all? I okay. I don't I I don't want to bad mouth it. And I wouldn't. I don't want to specifically say camera didn't do their, do their job, but uh, I think there was a underlining problem in this production, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't. It's hard to say because I haven't been on many film sets. You know, mm-hmm. you know, this is like basically like the start of my career. But from what I've seen from school, learning how they do things, there's a specific way people do their jobs in each department yeah director photographies have a shot list they go for it there's scouts that go out there and they figure out what they're going to light and what they're going to shoot and the director's part of that the first ad is part of that the dp is a part of that and the gaffer is a part of that it's usually the main people right mm-hmm. and they and they figure out what their shot is on this set it wasn't like that and i think because it was kind of low budget um which at first i thought it was high budget but apparently it's not a lot of it came out of the director's pocket. Uh, yeah. And I think Tori Hart was also a producer on it. So I don't know exactly if they're putting money into it. But they definitely got enough to hire a whole crew. Well, I think I, I would consider it, from what I gather, like a, a paid amateur production, sort of. Like they're paying people to do their jobs and they're qualified to do those jobs. Yeah. But it's not like the most organized yeah everyone's not on the same page yeah but i think even if you're not an a union gig you can still have organization and people doing exactly what they need to do you know yeah i would expect that so talking to a lot of people on the set they definitely were like there is a big problem here yeah and pretty much everyone knew what the issue was and it didn't really get resolved through it and it didn't help that a lot of people kept uh fluctuating in and out of set the only yeah. reason I was hired on full time is because they fired a guy who was there before me. Right. They, they so I, uh, so um did was it like I mean 
you obviously probably learned a lot more by being there, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I learned a ton. And even though it wasn't uh it wasn't specifically like uh how they do it in, you know, union things, I I can know I know exactly like I don't know exactly, but I know a lot more about what they would do or like on higher tier sets. It makes, yeah. you know, it makes a lot of sense why everyone has their own position. And um well, I've I've learned at least from working in a warehouse that everyone in the film industry our entertainment industry has different ways of saying things even though they're talking about the same thing oh yeah it is the most infuriating thing because from what i i've seen a lot is that someone will say oh um uh this piece of gear is called a uh, a pin adapter mm-hmm. right but then there's like 15 other names for it and Bubble. everyone everyone has a different name for it yeah so I know the actual terminology. So do you. You know what it's actually called. Yeah. And then people have these nicknames for them. Yeah. It can be very confusing and daunting. But also, another thing with the film industry is there are, like, positions that you're like, aren't those kind of the same thing? Like a unit production manager Mm -hmm. and, like, a scout uh, manager or location manager. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, really, what's the difference? And they all have completely different jobs, yeah. which is great. I mean, not completely different, but it's it's like a uh, camera PA to a regular PA. I would say, yeah. like, they will do the same thing. I mean, if they have to, but, like, a camera is going to help out the camera PA stuff. They're, like, they'll drive the vehicles for the camera, or they'll, like, change the batteries or, you know, do their thing. Whereas a PA will, you know, do the same, but for on-set stuff. But, and it's confusing, too, because... Like someone like a UPM, that's a unit production manager, basically isn't a producer but acts like a producer. Make sure everything runs smoothly on set, but they're not a producer. See, that that was difficult because a lot of the people there that were producers were well, doing yeah. different things, you know. So And even some of the actors were and, and I and I think that is just you know, their way of doing like it's not it's it was a SAG project. The Screen Actors Guild. Yeah. It's the union for actors. So uh, a SAG film will be like, you can only hire actors in SAG unless they're extras, which means they're background people mm-hmm. or people with like one or two lines. Yeah. Um, and there's special stuff that they require out of them. Like, mm-hmm. for example, they need to be fed. Mm-hmm. And they're, I think, I don't know if it's an actual rule, but they're first to be fed. Um, they, certain requirements need to be met in order for them to prepare and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, there's also rules about kids, pets, animals, stuff like that as well. So yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool. It's SAG, it was a SAG film. I mean that it probably benefited you, right? I think there was some rules that were broken though. What do you mean? Like, uh, we would work over our contract said that we work 12 hour days. Yeah. We would work constantly work over and they, they didn't really pay us overtime. Well, that's not really what I meant. I meant SAG requires them to be fed, so you probably were fed too. But that's but that's what I'm saying. So we worked over those hours, but they didn't provide second meals. Well, and they also didn't pay you. They didn't pay. Yeah, they also Which didn't is very pay. much against the law. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I didn't know how it worked. Uh, all the people there basically were kind of in the mindset that this was kind of a favor at the yeah. end of the day and you know? yeah that's fine but i mean this is his like sixth movie i think or fifth movie under his belt and most of these people not most of them, them. But a, a good majority of them worked with him um so like the bts guy he they didn't even have the budget to pay him but they they still wanted him to be on set so that he can do stuff and uh but he's like i'm not 
I'm probably just going to show up, you know, because I'm well, not getting I mean, paid. Yeah, this. a lot of people, I've noticed that too, is they'll do stuff for free. They'll still get their name on the project. Like he'll be the BTS photographer yeah. in no, no, the credits, yeah, you is, know. Um, is. There, there is, um, in my opinion, a moral standing when it comes to that, is that you are asking people to work a lot. Yeah. And if they don't know you and they're doing it as a job, mm-hmm. I'm not saying you as an example, but for me. If I was in your position, I would definitely stay because I don't, this is my reputation. You know, I want to be known as a guy who works hard, yeah. but I also don't want to be known in the future as the guy that works for free. Yeah. Cause you don't, you know, you're, you're worth no. And he, he money, was, he was doing know? it as a, uh, as a favor, yeah. but so anyways, uh, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bad mouth this. I had a, I had a good time in the times that were good. Yeah. There was a lot of bad <clears throat> and, uh, but I'm happy for it, you. It was yeah, it was overall a good production, a good experience. Yeah. Uh, I I'm glad I did it. Um, it was a very tiring week though. Oh, like yeah. I mean I I mean would constantly work over. I mean I would I'd get home tired as all hell because I mean I would just all day doing stuff like running right. around. Back was killing me. Um, then I'd get home, barely have time to take a shower, go to bed and wake up and just go do again. it again. Yeah, and it was yeah. just that constantly and then some days we'd work way over so i'd come home at 2 a.m 3 a.m and then yeah. you know that's that's i mean that's the the meat and potatoes of the film industry yeah but what's great about the film industry is that you do work hard for a long time mm-hmm. but then you're off for a very long time yeah. and you that's get a, compensated very well yeah um, uh union wise yeah i mean this this production we didn't get paid a, a lot you got paid but it was still fair. a decent yeah, it's, yeah it was still i think a, it was fair um some people were like you know you could easily be getting like 300 more yeah which is pretty nuts Crazy. because i made i would say decent money for seven days worth of work yeah. you know and um so i can't even imagine like something oh, yeah. bigger like you're just well you know. and what's great about union stuff is that you will be compensated for your overtime and that overtime yeah. is crazy good yeah so you are looking forward to your 16 hour day because that's f- oh yeah that's four hours overtime yeah um yeah i mean the good thing about the the film industry once you're working in it is you get compensated and even though your schedule is sporadic it's only temporary yeah that's only you know if you're on like a maybe a tv show it's gonna last a little longer but you're also getting paid a lot longer yeah and then you have enough money maybe to take two months off Mm -hmm. but the difference is is people like me and you love it Mm -hmm. and we'll keep doing it you know um so i'm happy for you that's awesome me meanwhile i'm still at pc and e just doing my thing I mean, Which, I mean, it's it's still cool, you know. You're you know you're there working, but you're like messing with all the equipment when other people aren't. Well, yeah, you no, know, there's definitely definitely benefits to working at a production rental house. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get to meet a lot of people who are going to help me out in the future, which is great. Yeah, I'm excited for your next step. Sounds like you're you're, you're working towards it. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm slowly getting there. I, I I definitely have some plans for 2021. Fortunately, a lot of my plans got put on hold. Same because uh, of 2020 I, want, I planned on starting to work this year this year yeah, yeah i was gonna wait for my 18 months which was in the summertime then join the union yeah but 20 mm. 2020 has screwed over a lot of people so yeah i mean it was I'm, I'm happy i did it It was a good experience and you know i did meet a lot of really really cool people yeah that's important uh they and i'm pretty sure they liked they liked me and my work work ethic so that's good you know, I um, they did talk about possibly bringing me on other 
you know good their productions and stuff so that's that's good that's exactly that's what you, what you do when you you know you do those things you know you make connections and well yeah I, a lot of people come right out of film school and expect to be hired nah. by a resume which is hilarious <laughs> um that's definitely not how it's gonna happen my no, friend sir I, I remember i think we might have talked about this on the podcast one of our teachers from full sail was like don't go to atlanta they won't you won't work in atlanta yeah they remember she did that say that yeah and the reason she said that was because students complained because they thought oh well i i have a film degree mm-hmm. why isn't anyone hiring me based off of my applications yeah that's literally not how it works anywhere no sorry it, maybe a one out of a million chance you're gonna get hired based off a resume and at best it's probably an office job um yeah. <clears throat> and that's striking gold Mm-hmm. Um, but you need to know people. You need to be connected to people. And honestly, if anyone out there that's listening to this is into film and wants to be part of, you know, film, television, or whatever, the best thing you can do go somewhere that has a lot of filming being done, which is like Atlanta, New York, and uh, Los Angeles. And I, I personally take the route that me and Mark did. Uh, put yourself in a, a rental house or get yourself around equipment or find a PA job, you know, you can find these jobs. And then once you meet people that are also in the industry, it becomes a lot easier. I get texts from friends probably once a month on average. Hey, can you help out on this production? Or hey, can can you fill in for me? And yeah. I couldn't this time that I got the text. So I handed it over to Mark because he said, yes, I want to. Mm-hmm. And that's how it happens. So, you know, it's, nothing's going to be handed to you in the film industry. You have to work for it. That is the truth. That's where all, that's where all the greats that they got, they didn't get there just because they were like, hey, I want to be a director. Unless and you're damn. pretty. Pretty, then you're, you know, you got a really good shot. You and you're, if you're good at shot. acting, boom. Well, maybe not even. What do you mean? There's a lot of pretty people out there that are not good No, I'm at saying acting. if you are good at acting. Oh, yeah. Mwah, or if you get a... a or you get asked to go on stage at a Bruce Springsteen concert. I don't understand that. Demi Moore or Demi Moore. Demi is she famous because of that? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's a very funny story. The only reason I know Demi Moore is because of Friends. That's it. Was she on Friends? No, but Phoebe makes a joke about her, and that's it. She looks like Courtney Cox too, in a weird light. Courtney Cox was trying to get a haircut that looked like Demi Moore, and oh, then Phoebe yeah. accidentally gave her Dudley Moore. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> stupid but yeah that's why she's famous um anyway i watched dank by the way it's not you keep calling it dank it's not oh my dank. god i'm sorry uh, turnt i watched turnt the whole thing no oh no i watched the whole thing i don't want to bash on it but not you my see, cup of tea if you okay if anyone is was to hear be like curious and be like okay because it's on amazon prime and you're like okay i want to i want to look at this just because you know shits and giggles and you look up turn and you watch a little bit of it and you see it. Uh, the the reason why it is the way it is is because I mean it's one it's incredibly low budget and not only that the the director of it, Man Robinson, who's also directing Super Turn, he wrote it, he starred in it, he directed it, he edited it. So he it's was basically the, the room. I mean, yeah, but he. Oh, hi, hi, Mark. He tried putting a little more effort into it. I mean, there, because, there is effort. Because the room 
what is different about what's his face uh i forget his name tommy wiseau freaking tommy wiseau the the reason why tommy wiseau's was complete the room was completely different was because tommy wiseau uh just put all of his i mean not all of his money like so much money into it i mean he got like he's six million dollars six million dollars and it came I, from wherever no one knows it's the biggest mystery in the world honestly like is there a documentary on him there there is a book on him a book i want a documentary on him someone that well they they don't have footage from that so it's I mean, very you don't need footage you can use footage from the, the room. best thing you can watch is the disaster artist but okay. because it's directly yeah at but that's not the that book. it doesn't say anything about because no one knows exactly that's what i'm saying but there is speculation like people cracked it down and tried figured out bro the kind of where he guys files fucking clean the the difference between that and that is he put a lot of money into it but not not a lot of his effort you know whereas man is putting no money but he's trying to make oh i think no i think that's a rough argument because i think tommy Wiseau genuinely put way too much effort into it but no 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 he put a lot of his money into it he got he hired people yeah he hired all these people he did all those things and he had his script and stuff but i mean the way i see him he's like it looks like he's so freaking delusional that he's like well he he thing is with tommy Wiseau, he thought he was like stanley kubrick he thought he was creating like Mm. a masterpiece yeah he was delusional yeah, you know? and he basically micromanaged every aspect of it. Yeah, I it's a it's a definitely not a one to one comparison. My joke was is that turnt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not bashing on anyone. They they worked their butts mm-hmm. off, but I th- that movie um, felt very student filmy to me. Yeah, um, and that's okay. You know, it's hard to make feature films, man. I can't do it. Especially, I'm not saying I can. You know, you get some decent talent because uh, Jamal Woodward and Tori Hart were both in the first one as well. So he got good talent and he tried to do something with it. I am actually very curious about the second one, though. I will say, mm-hmm. spoiler alerts, someone dies and they're back in the second one. I don't uh, I mean, he was shot. Yeah. He was, it was stone cold. They set it up like he is dead. Yeah. I don't know. And he is back. I don't so know. So I'm. Well, and, crazy too, real quick. Uh, the, the very, I think in the very first scene of the movie, I'm in it. So Ooh. I'm an extra. Well, we're going to have to wait and see when that comes out. Do they have a release date set? I don't think so. No. It needs to be edited and heavily ADR'd. I don't think there's going to be. No, they actually look like they have a sound guy now. The first ADR, by the way, I forget what it stands for, but basically it's when um, you have someone later on dub over their lines. um, and You have the actors re-say their lines. And basically there's a multitude of reasons uh, why they do that. Back in the day, they just did it because it sounded better than the mics on set. Uh, Like all old movies are ADR'd. Well... Yeah, um, and a lot of those times were because, like, they were shooting like a like a western or something. They were on a horseback. Yeah, it was you all couldn't one. get audio. Well, have, yeah, you know? that too. But also like stuff like where it was shot on set, like Sound of Music, Wizard of Oz, shit mm-hmm. like that. It's all ADR'd um, because their mics in the studios were crisp and clean. On set, they had a lot of like echoes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But now, it's it. Every movie has some form of ADR. And the best ADR is the one where you can't tell that it's ADR. 
but yeah a lot of the times when you see like characters running on screen like in an action movie or something and that you're hearing them yell or something that's probably most likely 80 yard and stuff. a lot of times it's to make it sound better most of the time with lower end stuff it's to fix a problem um something wasn't recorded right or it's... sometimes you'll be filming something with sound and then there's just the loudest noise mm-hmm. possible like we were on set and then there was these guys with the jackhammers right across the street That's so frustrating. and then we had our second uh ad second assistant director he ran to go tell them to stop yeah right and we all waited we're like waiting 30 seconds and he comes back and he's like they said no we're not gonna stop for you because they said they're on a tight schedule and they can't so they're like all right screw it hold for airplane yeah a lot of i mean we didn't hold for an airplane as much as that you know but uh there was times yeah there every time there's airplane apps where you see exactly when an airplane is coming over and they'll be like all right airplane's coming we got like 30 seconds or something because airplanes they screw up your audio yeah. so much. Well, and the worst part is, is, you know, everyone thinks, well, why don't you just record it? It doesn't matter. Well, once the airplane's out of the shot and you don't have that noise anymore, um, then you'll be cutting in between scenes with an airplane and without an airplane. Yeah, exactly. Literally. Because um, you're going to be cutting in between scenes. You're not going to stay on one shot. It's a lot more And as soon as you do that, it's completely different audio. And if there's no airplane in one of those, it's a hard... Eh, and yeah. the next audio and, it, and it's just you gotta keep it consistent um so, there's a lot of stuff like that on set um which i can say one thing that's interesting that people may not know and i think it's kind of funny whenever you see uh whenever you see like a scene inside of a nightclub yeah and everyone's oh. dancing <laughs> most of the time those people are dancing to literally nothing yeah it's a silent disco. it's a silent thing like you're they're just out there the lights will be strobing and everyone's just moving around but if the when the actors are talking and they're using that you know microphone from that yeah everyone in the background is dancing to literally no music i think and i think that's hilarious i think i it's only been done differently once that i know mm-hmm. um i'm not sure i haven't watched too much of the behind the scenes on it but uh in the social network Mm-hmm. They, you know, when they're sitting in the nightclub in that movie? Not really. I don't really remember that movie. Oh, I recently just watched it. It's when Justin Timberlake's talking to uh, Mark Zuckerberg, whatever his name is. And in the nightclub, their talk it, it's it's e- equalized mm-hmm. to where it sounds like they're legitimately in a club. They're not talking any louder. Oh yeah, yeah. And it it it's the I don't know if they did on set stuff and they just actually recorded it like that. Because it's, I don't know. And and I've always wanted to know because I've never heard it done like that before. No, I think they just equalized the music to be over the uh, audio track to make it sound realistic. Like what they did in Mindhunter. Mindhunter. Do you remember that? Like the very first episode of Mindhunter, they're in a bar and the the ambience, uh, the noise around them was louder than they're speaking yeah to make it realistic i hated it but it, you were like you pointed it out you were like that's like realistic like in a bar yeah you're you're not gonna you know oh hear yeah anyone. yeah and uh and i was like yeah i guess and a lot of that they did that quite quite a bit the difference the difference with this one though is that you couldn't hear what they were saying in mind hunter without really like either really listening or having subtitles on mm-hmm. you can hear what they're saying in the social network because it's like an actual bar where they're like shouting, mm-hmm. but it's so loud that it sounds like they're like talking. I don't know how to explain it's it. Just, I, just I think it. it's literally just 
editing audio trickery and speaking of the social network i know i'm going off tangent here but uh everyone the reason i rewatched it was because everyone keeps saying it's like the best movie ever and i remember watching it when it first came out and i was like i feel like this is too early i feel like they should wait they should have waited a little bit but then i rewatched it and it is really fucking good (laughs) that movie's very very good um who directed it again uh david lynch no it wasn't it was definitely not david lynch hey siri who directed the social network the social network was directed by david fincher sorry david fincher david fincher so david fincher directed it wow it's a really good movie and i would love a sequel i would love one to come out now because so much has changed what's his face mark zuckerberg no with the actor who played what's his name what? The guy who played Mark Zuckerberg in that film. What's his name? I, I forget his name. I don't care. Yes, I want him to come back. But with him to come back. Yes, absolutely. Because okay. so much has changed. Yeah. This was like 2010 when it was like people just started getting Facebook, you know? Yeah. Um. Now it's like completely different. We're on a completely different mindset with Facebook. Now, uh, have you heard of the documentary called Social Dilemma? Yes. I haven't seen it Horrifying. yet. Horrifying. Yeah. Very scary stuff. Yeah. Isn't that blowing up, like, socially, like, everyone's watching it? It blew up about three weeks ago. Yeah. But... Blue. Uh, yeah. Whoa. Very scary stuff. I was actually... I, I, um, was looking up something for you today on my regular computer. I had it ready to go. Mm -hmm. And I was just looking something up. And then I scroll through Facebook. There's an ad for it. It took literally five seconds for that to happen. Yeah. What is happening I mean, that's it's been a thing for a long time. I we I've tested it before. I've t- I think it, I think it was with scooters. Like I never talk about scooters ever. And you set it around an Alexa. And I set it around my Alexa, my phone, and like all of my devices. And I was just like scooters. I t- I was just saying random scooter things. And then the next day, I got a I got one thing for a scooter, and God. I was like, look at that. Yeah, it, it was spooky. I got like chills. Ugh. I was like, a scooter just popped. Are you kidding me? Oh, it was so gross. And what's crazy is but, like, I, I did the same thing. I was like, man, I fucking hate this litter. I hate cleaning the litter box, litter box, litter box. Mm-hmm. Ads for pretty litter. Mm-hmm. Literally like an hour later. Yeah. Like what? I It is very convenient. I'll tell you that. There, <laughs> there is a level of convenience. But, Jesus. There... Ugh, it's, it's too big of a topic to talk about like in like five minutes. But... Truth. It is crazy i highly recommend to watch the social dilemma and i guarantee you you are going to think about deleting your apps because it is that crazy but i doubt people will still uh, no 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 people i don't think people will genuinely delete their apps but i think people will think more about it well i guess on to a more lighthearted subject because we are literally going into a dystopian era what is that two minutes two minutes well, I can give you six. Six. Okay. So we got six minutes left because Jesse has got to watch the debate. Who's debating? Donald Trump and uh, what's his face? What's that guy? Joseph R. Biden. Joseph R. Biden. Yeah. I'm probably going to watch it too, but I need a pack. I can't wait to see them mute mics. That's what I'm excited for. Are they actually going to mute? They're muting mics. Cool. Cool. That's that's cool to me. Oh, yeah. Me and Mark voted. We I did. We early voted. Care, but we voted. You want to know should... who we voted for? 
no, don't disclose that. That, uh, of course, we voted for Donald Trump. Um, anyway, uh, if you haven't voted, please go vote. Your vote does matter. Um, even if you're in San Antonio and you don't think your vote matters, it really does matter, especially in Texas. Um, vote for whoever you want, but please vote. Anyway. Please vote. Yeah, that's our. Thank you. We are sponsored by Vote. We appreciate you. This voting. episode is sponsored by Vote. All right. Well, we can end it with. Uh, go ahead and tell people you've been watching. Have people been watching the same stuff as us? I haven't been watching much recently. Uh, oh, I've been watching a shit ton of stuff. Yeah. Um, I finished The Vow. It's an HBO. Uh, Which I really, really, uh, really want to start. I'll go into it um, maybe in the next podcast. But um, it starts off really good and then it gets really boring. Um, uh, I watched, I finished. Um, Lovecraft. Lovecraft. Excellent. Really good show. Highly recommend it. I also started watching the HBO Max exclusive Raised by Wolves. I didn't think I would like it. And you like it? Really fucking like it. Yeah. Very good. See, I told you. Everyone's been telling me the same thing. It's good, Jesse. It's good, Jesse. No, no, no. I didn't tell you it was good. I was going to say you're hating on it for no reason. No, but see, that's the thing. I wasn't just hating on it. I was no, like, you I hated it. No, I was like, I don't. It doesn't look like it's gonna be for me. Yeah, that's exactly what you were. Like, I'm not gonna like that. I don't know why people are so excited for that. No, I never said you no, did. No you one did. was yeah, excited for it. I, I, Who but, was excited for it? I no. I said I, I said my friend Brian was excited for it, and you said, oh my god, I can't. I don't know how he's excited for. I don't know what, like, just, who's the, gonna be excited. The trailers for that. did I was like, not what are you do doing? Like, it looked oh like a god. cheap version of Westworld. Anyway, I watched it. I, I'll and bite my it. bite my tongue. I haven't finished it, but it's very good so far. Cool. Um, cool. Haunting on Bly Manor. God, my most anticipated show this year. Mm-hmm. Quick review. Uh, very good, but different. Don't go into it expecting straight horror because you're you're gonna be very disappointed. Um, but excellent. Better than like you you might not like it as much as Hill House, but it's better than anything Ryan Murphy has done um, horror wise. So. Nice. That's saying something as a person who loves a couple seasons of American Horror Story. I want to, since we are getting to the spooky season, and uh, then our next episode will be uh, spooky. It will be spooky, Ooh. and it will be uh, season three, actually. Whoa. Yeah, this is a season two finale. Um, wow, what a lackluster finale. <laughs> Should we end it like The Walking Dead? And maybe I'll. Cliffhanger? I'll bash you in the head, and but we won't know who got bashed in the head. Well, that's. That's season seven of the Messy Podcast. Oh, no, season six of the Messy. Oh, Podcast. that's when we plateau. That's when we jump the shark, and yeah. no one listens to us anymore. Jump the shark. Do you know that jump the shark saying came from uh, the uh, the Fonz? Yeah. Happy days. He literally jumped a shark. Yep. I didn't know that. It's a very uh, overused term. I know everyone knows the term. I didn't know where it came from. Yeah, but shows just just I, I call it like yeah, it is jumping the shark, but it's also like driving off like the plateau i hate ryan murphy i don't like his shows you know what's funny about ryan murphy Mm -hmm. uh i also watched ratchet it's a show he did and no look i know i know you're rolling your eyes already but it's a prequel to i know what it is is it good i want to know can i tell the audience what it is no no no. tell me right now i need to know because i'm so yeah i'll tell you good or no it's pretty good pretty good god it's pretty good and guess what sarah paulson annoying you she no, she didn't. She didn't annoy me. She really mm-hmm. didn't. And um, it's Netflix' most viewed first season of all time. What over Stranger Things, over everything. 
which is fucking wild because who the fuck cares about a prequel to the goddamn one flew over the cuckoo's nest i mean i did i guess because i watched it is the show very ryan murphy'd uh toned down definitely but still ryan murphy-esque but definitely toned down mm. uh vincent d'onofrio's in it he played kingpin mm-hmm. awesome love him always love seeing him the guy from uh house of cards is in it the bald guy from the first season who dies doug stamper uh, no, oh no, no not doug peter peter yep he's in it um it is Ryan Murphy, but it's not like crazy over the top Ryan Murphy. Definitely not swallowing or shoving uh, political statements down your throat as much. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, I guess that's that's it. I mean, I probably have more shit that I've watched. Um, I've been watching a lot of spooky stuff, so we'll talk about that. Oh yeah, and also uh, I am going to watch a lot of because hor- I'm not I'm not the I've said it before I'm not the biggest fan of horror movies yeah. not because I'm scared of them but because I just don't like them I don't think they're like good and the only horror movies I've seen for just context I think I've seen you showed me uh, Nightmare on Elm Street and I th- what a, what a are you what, what kind of horror mo- are you just talking like slashers and, oh oh and you know your your horror staples maybe your, your typical generic I, and I, I saw the thing so those are the only movies I really like have seen what was that face. The face was like I don't know what you're talking about. You're asking, you're saying like you've only seen like two horror movies. You've seen way more horror movies than yeah, that. Yeah, I've seen more horror. Like Poltergeist is probably one of my favorites. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've seen horror movies, but I haven't seen like all the classics and all those. You know what I'm saying? So you're gonna go on a horror movie? Um. Yeah, I'm gonna watch him. Blitz. And, yeah, and see what how that works. Uh, I got plenty of recommendations for you. I bud. know you do, and I'm just, ugh, roll my eyes every time you say it. But I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. We'll see how that goes. I recommended so many good horror movies. What, which ones? Love. Name one. Evil Dead. And I, oh yeah, that was pretty good. Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, that was good too. Cabin in the Woods, but that wasn't really horror. I, w- I don't want to say Cabin in the Woods is horror. Okay, okay, then another one. Even uh, though it's, it, Drag Me to Hell. That is like, it's comedy horror, but it's yeah, horror, horror comedy. I it, no, not spooky. Not oh, spooky. I'll show you. Some but it spooks. was cool. You wanted some spooky. No, movies? I, that movie is more of like a wacky movie to me. Like I yeah. don't even like when I think of horror, I think of. Uh, the exorcist i think of uh even like texas chainsaw or something like that you know like or scream or you know, scream i got some great recommendations for you then when i think of a movie like have you even seen scream no that's wacky that's yeah. not a typical slasher at all no i know like i i know the uh, what what that movie's about but anyways i i'm pretty excited to watch those well movies. Spooky, watch some movies by the way how in between watch some movies in between for our season premiere next week well, yeah, because at that's some when... point next week we will have a season three premiere. And I, don't, guys, I don't know if you guys noticed our title cards like change each each season. They don't know that because what if they don't? What if they? No, just... I'm. You're just binding me into getting Photoshop again. I hope you sure as hell have Photoshop because I don't feel like paying sixty dollars. I don't have my Adobe thing. All right, donate some money so I can get some Photoshops. Yeah, do that. And uh, uh, what's it called? What was I gonna say? I don't know, but I gotta go, folks. So. <laughs> I'm literally just delaying you. Peace going. out. I love y'all. Uh, vote. Well, I'm not done, so you can leave. Uh, anyways, uh, wear a mask. yeah, wear your mask. Um, what was I gonna say? Peace. Yeah, our Jesse's gone now. It's literally just me. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna change the title card for season three, and it's gonna be like spooky. There's gonna be like a spider web on it and stuff. You'll see. You'll see. But anyways, um, we are gone. Jesse didn't say I love you, so I'll say it. I love you. You you are loved by by me. So, anyways, peace out guys. <laughs>